Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, <clears throat> John Harris. My name is not, <clears throat> my name is John Harris, and on I was going to say on my right hand side is my right hand man Gabriel because I have that in my script, but he's actually not here right now at the moment. He's at his <laughs> grandparents, so that was that was my own faux pas. But today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Karma Kids, and they have a new album called Fibes. It's all lowercase with the period, so that's how you have to say it. You have to say Fibes. And it's out now via Legend Records. Right now I'm being joined by John and Matthew to share some more information about what the boys have got going on, what kind of karma they're racking up, good karma, bad karma, other kinds of karma. So, boys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely great to have you on. So I'm going to start off with the biggest question I can ask, which is, tell us about this record, Vibes. All right, so um, we'd been working on it since, uh, like, last July. Um, so it was, it was definitely um, really uh, thought out from us. Uh, we just had the group of songs and just kept going at it. And um, everyone, like, we, when we're writing, we'll just listen to the songs over and over and over. Um, and depending on your mood, it's they would all hit differently um, to us at least. So that's why we call it vibe. It's like everyone just has like its own specific like mood and feeling. And um, yeah, that's basically where that came from. But okay. I'm very proud of this record. I have, uh, it's just a snapshot into my brain and um, I've put everything into it. Now, I know you mentioned that it's a snapshot into your brain and that you've put everything into it, but I wanted to coil back for a second, John, and ask you, why are you proud of it? Um, I, it's, it's something that if I wasn't in this band, I would listen to. That's always the goal when I'm writing. I want it to be something that, like, I'm super picky with music. I want it to be something that if I found this band, I'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. Um, and I feel like I've done that with the record. Do you... It's almost like hiding your own Easter eggs, right? Like, do you listen to your own record and go, fuck yeah, who are these guys? And you search them up and at, I don't know, it's kind of weird. <laughs> do you do you do that, though? Or have you heard the song so many times now that it, it's kind of lost its effect for the moment? Um, No, I think they still, like, I still feel something when I listen to them. Um, but there's probably to the other guys, but I've um, I did the production on it, so... I know the songs inside and out. I know every single element in them. So there's nothing that like, I'm like, Oh, but um, I'm sure the other guys can um, find little uh, tidbits here and there still. Yeah. I, I continue to, um, as, as we get the vinyl in, which I've been packing those, um, I've listened to it a lot and I've heard so many little things that I haven't heard in the songs yet because I'm listening to it on my turntable and like, even like during that last show we played, I was like, "Fuck, I'm in this band. This band's like pretty good." <laughs> like, <laughs> and I, mean, I I heard things during that show that I haven't heard because I'm so focused on what I'm doing. You know, I can kind of like shed that for a second and like dive into it some more, and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, the vinyl experience. What was that like? Listening to your guys' stuff on vinyl. It blew my mind. I've never heard myself on vinyl. Um, I've never had a band press anything on vinyl. Um, it was like waiting for Christmas, watching that tracking number when the test pressing shipped. And then um, I listened to it on like three different uh, turntables the day they came in. 
and um, we had to give a pretty quick approval. So I was, we were on it because obviously vinyl takes forever to get manufactured, and we actually got pretty lucky with the amount of time ours took um, compared to some plants. Um, but it's just so crazy to have like, like vinyl is like it's a physical like thing that when the needle like hits it plays the sound so it's just like the physical embodiment of what i've been working on all this time mm -hmm. yeah and like for me like i've been collecting vinyl since like 2006 so i'm a huge vinyl nerd i'm an audiophile completely and like to finally have my record on the shelf with all of the hundreds of records that I have already was like kind of cool for me. It's kind of a bucket list thing. So that was really rad. Yeah. Now did you guys in kind of a silly question, maybe, but did you guys intend for the record to be on vinyl or was it something that was, I don't want to call it an afterthought, but you know what I mean? Like, did you intend the artwork to be massive so that people could hold it on vinyl? Did you intend the mixes and the recordings and the, uh, the arrangements? Cause vinyl is a different beast. Speaking of being an auto audiophile, right? Yeah, it was the goal, um, but it was it was like, okay, I'm gonna plan for all of this in case we can make it work, and uh, we pulled it off and made it work. Okay, very cool. Now, John, you mentioned that you were doing some uh, production stuff, so take us through that. What what did you do uh, for the record? I guess. Um, so I co-wrote it with um, uh, a producer friend, um, but. Once, like, the very first skeleton of those songs were done, um, I, I mean, I did, um, I made samples, I did uh, a lot of the uh, first takes of guitars and um, drum arrangements, and then everyone else kind of came in and put their uh, spin on everything. Um, but then, once all that was tracked, I just uh, basically turned a group of songs into a record. Okay. And, Yeah. Very cool. Did you do mixing, mastering, or did you guys send that off? Um, I co-mixed and mastered um, with um, our friend Bone, who uh, uh, did some of the co-writing with us. Okay. Very cool. Now, we've got some videos uh, that have been made for the record, so those will be available in today's show notes. So everybody listening in on Spotify or on the website, rockmetalpodcast.ca, you are watching on YouTube. You're seeing how handsome these guys are. Um, down below on the show notes, there's going to be links to Burn, Rinse, Repeat, <clears throat> Nightmare, and Running Thin. Now, I guess take us through, pick a track, take us through it. Matthew, which one is your favorite of those? John, which one is your favorite? What do you want to share about any one of those tracks? You uh, go first. Okay. My favorite is definitely Burn, Rinse, Repeat. Um, just because of like what it means to me. Um, <clears throat> During quarantine, you know, this is definitely a quarantine album. Um, a lot of things happened that weren't great. I'm a really political dude. Um, and th that was kind of our way of putting that out there. And the video definitely portrays that a lot. I'll say it that way. Plus, I think it's the catchiest song on the album, too. And it's fun to play. So I like it for that reason as well. Well, you know, when you're talking about 2020, especially in the States, let's be honest here, you got to make it catchy. Yeah, <laughs> it's an earworm, man. It definitely yeah. is. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. Being in Canada, it was just like over the fence. Like, WTF? Can you guys get <laughs> what is going on, um, please? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, cool. So a quarantine album. Um, 
Because, yeah, you guys just said you're working on it since since last July. So you guys would have been like quite literally in the heat of quarantine and quite a few other things. Um, and it, you mentioned earlier it's called Vibes. Is it does it really touch on, I don't know, maybe politics and all kinds of things like that? Yes, uh, just in the song Burn, Rinse, Repeat. Yeah. Okay, just, just one in that one. Okay. I'm watching the music video for it right now. You guys are rocking out. Uh, you are actually wearing the same Cure shirt. Oh, am I really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's embarrassing. I don't know if it's embarrassing or you just really like the shirt. You like the band. That's cool. I mean, it's a red shirt. It's a yeah. red band. That's interesting. Is, it, is, it, is that, a, <laughs> is that a, a Fender baritone with EMG pickups? Is that what that is? Um, no, it's a uh, Jazzmaster. Aha. Okay. Very cool. I was just, I just noticed that for a second and I thought, well, that's cool. The other guy's guitar or whatever, that's totally metal, but the other one really stands out. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Uh, John, your favorite track out of those three, Burn, Rinse, Repeat, Nightmare, Running Thin. Um, I would give, um, I've liked Nightmare a lot since, uh, it was one of the, um, it was probably the second that I actually put vocals to. Um, and it just kind of like, I don't know, it wrote itself for me. Like I knocked it out fairly quick and, um, it kind of set the tone for, um, and the bar, I guess, for where I want to go on this record. And, um, and then obviously we got Kellen Quinn on it. That was fucking amazing. He killed it. Um, I pictured him on it and didn't think it would, Really, like, usually, yeah, obviously not going to happen, but it worked out. Sent the track over. Uh, next day, he sent vocals back. And listening to that, uh, when I got it mixed in and everything for the first time, that was my moment. Like, holy fuck, I can't believe I'm in this band. <laughs> That's a good feeling. Yeah, it is. That's not a nightmare, John. <laughs> It is not. It's the fucking dream. Yeah, that's that's a that's a dream. Isn't it amazing that like we have like a good dream or a bad dream or you can have like a nightmare, but like what's is there a word for the opposite of a nightmare? Other than like a good dream? There should be. There should be one. Yeah. We need to make it make it the next album title. Yeah. What even is a man? <laughs> I don't I don't remember ever walking around and be like, man, I just got married. It was the worst thing ever. <laughs> It sounds bad. I know, doesn't it? <laughs> Go marry that person. I don't want to. <laughs> You'll tell them they fell. Okay. Uh, so, Kellen, how did he get involved? Like, you just you envisioned him on the track, and did like your management reach out to their management? What what happened? I sent him an uh, email with the track um, that I wanted to get. The I'd love to have him on it. And uh, he liked the track and sent the vocal back. It was fairly, fairly simple. Wow. Okay. Well, that just sounds too easy, John. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very cool. And then something else you mentioned that I really dug was that Nightmare set the bar or set the tone for the record. So was this track pretty early on then in the production uh, process? Yeah. I would say there was um, a demo with vocals probably in July, maybe first week of August at the latest. Okay. 
How was that for for the rest? I guess for the rest of the record, like so, you produce this track, listen to it, you're like, this sets the bar. What did that do for the rest of the songs? Were you just like that child that is not your favorite child, and you're like, could you be more like your brother? <laughs> no, I think it was. <laughs> um, I think it was okay. Uh, I have to uh, be greater than or equal to this, um, and I think. Uh, everything, at least uh, quality-wise, of uh, the material is at least greater than uh, or greater than or equal to that. Um, but I do, I think that um, that's definitely one of the stars of the record. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, team. We chatted about you guys doing the production. We chatted about vinyl. We chatted about writing a quarantine album. We chatted about a snapshot into John's brain. We chatted about vibes. We chatted about nightmare setting the bar for the record. We chatted about reaching out to Kellen. Just, just sending him an email. Just that easy. You know, um, I guess maybe a question that I have for you is why him? Are you just like a big fan or you just knew that he would fit on? Cause that's a very unique voice to be like, and that guy. I like the, um, like the high pitched uh, but still aggressive vocals. Um, I can't hit anything like that, um, and so I still wanted that sound on my record. So I, that's why that made sense. Okay. Did the cure have any effect on the record? Did you ever at any point go, "We need more chorus pedal on this"? I mean, we we did try to make a couple songs a little bit more depressing, you know. Yeah. So I think they, they definitely played into that a little bit, secretly. What's your favorite Cure record? I don't even know. Oh. You're wearing your really shirt good. every day. You don't even... Well, you know. Yeah. I mean, like... <laughs> I don't, they're one of those bands that don't really have a bad record, you know? Yeah. They have a, they put a lot of stuff out. And, like, any of them you can kind of sit there and vibe to. Yeah. Well, if it's any better for you, John's wearing the same hat, so that's the only hat he ever wears. I imagine even in the shower he's wearing I'm, that hat. I'm convinced he was born in that hat, to be honest. I've never not seen him wearing that hat. So. Yeah. <laughs> like a cartoon character. <laughs> like Charlie Brown, just wear the same thing every single day. Every single day, baby. Sweet. Okay. Were there any other, I don't know, musical influences that culminated into the record? Do you guys do that sort of thing? Like gather some albums and go, okay, I'm thinking, I'm vibing on, vibing, huh? vibing on, I don't know, these five records the last six months? Um, yeah, well, it didn't, that I can see, make any influence into it, but um, when I, when we started on it, uh, Neck Deep's newest record was uh, Fresh Out, and I, uh, I was like, oh, fuck, I, would, I, I want some of this influence in, and it, uh, I don't, I don't see any correlation that it actually made its way in at all, but it was, uh, it was intended to. <laughs> cool. All right, team. Is there anything that I missed that we were supposed to chat about? The management said you got to hit these points, and unfortunately, John from the Rock Metal Podcast hit absolutely none of them. <laughs> um, I don't think so. There is a uh, deluxe version in the works that'll have uh, a few extra songs tacked on. Are these? We had. Uh, are they B sides? Are they, they B sides? Is that what happened? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I don't think they're uh, any less uh, 
like quality. Like they didn't not make the record because of uh, the song, the like quality of the song at all. It's just the um, like they didn't fit into the record. Like I couldn't. I'm very particular about placement of songs like in the track list, and they just didn't seem to fit into that. It's okay. It's kind of like Metallica. They wrote a whole bunch of songs and they went load, and then they went reload. Yeah, 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 something like that. Cool. I know I just dated myself on that one. That was a long time ago, boys. You're good. You're good. Mm-hmm. I am old. I was getting my <clears throat> my second vaccine, and the pharmacist. True story. There was a, a picture of an angel on a wall with a, a sword of fire, and I was just like, "Is that Gabriel?" And she gets all emotional, and she's like, "Yes." My son's name is Gabriel. And I was like, so is my son. My son's name is Gabriel, too. And she's like, you are too young to have a child. And I was like, thank you. I eat my fruits and vegetables. <laughs> but I am old. Uh, cool. All right. Well, gang, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us.